0: He said, Matt, what's the worst thing that could happen in your life if you go down to Baltimore for six months and you learn more about God? Like, are you going to miss out on anything in life? What's what's the worst possible thing that could happen?
1: The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com.
2: Man, it's going to be an awesome day today. Uh, It's always awesome when we get to sit down with people that we love, number one, people that we know, number two, and people that we know are really like they love the Lord, uh, study the Lord and believe this truth, you know? Uh, And so we're going to get to sit here today and talk to somebody who's... In a cool position. Um, I've got to walk beside my friend for a very long time. Uh, at least eight years I've known uh, my friend. I'm trying to stay away from the name. <laughs> I, I can, so, so I don't can get bring a look, the so I don't get the look, So I don't get the <laughs> look. <laughs> but no, it really reminds me of what we're going to talk about today is the story of Apollos. Um, when we're looking at the story of Apollos in Acts 18, we see a guy who loves the Lord, right? He's, 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 ser- he's served under John the Baptist. He's learned one way. And then all of a sudden uh, Priscilla and and Akilah come up on him. They hear him talking. They're like, oh, hey, hold up. Let's 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 help you out. Are you willing to listen about Jesus and, and let's refine your message so that we get the gospel, we get this finished work and we get this grace message in there. And he's like. Absolutely. So he sits there, he learns with them, and then what does he do? He goes out and, and just continues to share, but this time with the right message. Mm-hmm. Man, hey, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to side note that Priscilla and Akila they have like the coolest hashtag wedding name if they were like around. <laughs> Every time I say them, like, they sound like such a power couple already, right. and then it just proves. Yeah, so um, I finally, I, right before the show, I was like, I have two things, and I completely forgot the second one. And then I realize right now, so if I butcher your last name, Matt, <laughs> just correct me, okay? okay? But our our friend and pastor, he's not our pastor, but he is a pastor, our friend, Matt Garrett, he has been traveling the world in both short and long-term missionary stays. He's been in places like Ireland and Malawi and Zambia, and he's been working on building churches and all that. He also has ri- co-written and edited the book. Um,
2: iron Sharpen's Iron.
1: Iron Sharpen's Iron, yeah. there's so many. He's also edited Equipped. A Disciple's Handbook, Church Leadership and Administration, Devoted to Go, Roots Over Fruit, and the Foolishness of Preaching. But now he's also at Maryland Bible College and Seminary, and he pretty much runs the place. So welcome, Matt.
0: Hey, welcome. (laughs) Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. It's a real, real honor to
2: be here with you yeah no, I, I, you know I've been after Matt for a long time. I finally get to say his name. Hey no, like, I've been after Matt for a long time. I am like you're coming on the show. Oh, you're yeah. coming on the show but, I, I, and it's, but it's always one of those things where it's like, I want the Holy Spirit to guide it. So then, like, here we are. We're sitting in front of it. I'm like, hey, we got a discipleship series that's going on. Yeah. and who better to come in to talk to this about than somebody who's been in, uh, in, our, in our church system, um, you know uh, GGWO, Greater Grace World Outreach, yeah. um, who also has a dot edu. Mm-hmm. So therefore they are bringing in young people they're bringing in people from all over the world they're teaching them the bible you know they're staying in the in, in the good word of the bible and he's moved through that he's he's gone from you know being a student into being a, a, an administrator i think it was yep. he he can t- break it down even more yeah. and then now actually heading it up and, and replacing the person who discipled him. Yes. So hey, tell us a little bit about that that walk, that journey. Oh man, uh, that's a really long story and I'll try to keep it <laughs> I'll
0: try to it. keep Condense it as short it. as possible. Uh, but I met the ministry uh, maybe when I was twenty three up in Marlboro, Massachusetts. And I was pursuing baseball actually. I had I I like knew God and I was saved, but I, I wanted very little to do with it other than uh, you know being a church. On Sundays, and all of a sudden, this church is like not only talking about the grace of God with authority, uh, but they're also talking about this Bible college where their congregants have gone and continue to go to get trained. And as uh, my outlook on baseball got, uh, what what the word? I don't know what the word meek. Uh, I don't know. It it just dwindled. Like the the possibility for baseball just dwindled. The idea of Bible college became really attractive to me. Uh, So in 2014, I moved down to Baltimore and I started taking classes there. I already had a degree, already had a, was already working in education. uh, But I just felt like this is what God wanted me to do. And man, to tell like one verse, maybe just to say like that kind of characterizes our walk with God and how how we're able to just uh, receive from so many different people, so many different teachers, so many different pastors uh, is Romans 10, 17, where it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, and as long as you have men, uh, women, anyone in front of you who's faithful to give you the word of God, it can just completely upend and transform your life and put you in a place you never expected to be. So, so right now I'm sitting here today, I'm the director of Maryland Bible college and seminary and, um, and I graduated from there uh, five short years ago, so I I would never expect that
2: I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. So, so then let's, let's let's back in there because I mean you made it nice and condensed. Yeah, you so, did so a I'm, so, so, editorial ooh, job. Which actually brings <laughs> so we're in discipleship and we're and we're looking at this progression. We're looking at this walk, right? And we're looking at this like how how do you equip yourself to learn from others? Like how does this work? Two, two parts to this question, and Michelle can jump in here in a minute, but something or someone had to have played a role at some point in, in that walk, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I want to hear a little bit about that and then how receptive or unreceptive you were at the time and, and right. how that kind of played itself out. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um like I said, when I had just met the church, I had
0: like no aspirations of Bible college or continuing my education. Even I thought, all right, I'm done with school. I'm, I'm out of there. I am just going to enter the workforce and I'll be good. Uh, but like God had a totally different plan. So I would hear about this Bible college for this ministry for Greater Grace. And I didn't think much of it at first. I I even met Pastor Schaller very, very early on whenever I was part of the church. I had no idea who he was or like his entire background or everything that's taken place in his life and all the people's lives that he's affected. Um, And it wasn't until like maybe I moved, I moved up there in June of 2013. It wasn't until maybe December of 2013 where I started to really like think about Bible college uh, and Due to some crazy circumstances, I had to move in with uh the youth pastor of the Marlboro Church, Pastor Doug Womboldt. And I lived in his basement for a month. And he said, he said flat out, he's like, I'll let you live here for a month until you figure things out. But you got you got two choices. You can either go back to school and find a place to live and be on campus or do something like that, or you should consider Bible college and you should think about, you know, what that could do for your life. He said, He said the most amazing thing to me that I will never forget. He said, he said, Matt, what's the worst thing that could happen in your life? If you go down to Baltimore for six months and you learn more about God, like, are you going to miss out on anything in life? What's what's the worst possible thing that could happen? And uh, and his big verse was Matthew 633. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And I just I took that verse and that question and I ran with it. And four years later, I graduated from NBCNS. Uh I think, salutatorian. I was like wow. yeah. oh wow. 0.03 GPA away from the valedictorian, but it didn't happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's OK. <Yeah. laughs> I think that the fruit comes I, even with discipleship. Sometimes people think like, oh, I would make a terrible disciple or I'd make a terrible terrible discipler or or mentor or whatever you know i think we kind of use the words in english we use the words kind of interchangeably sometimes and i don't think there's a big problem with that but um but when i'm listening to your story there's there's some kind i mean so it was pastor warm warm yeah So Pastor Wombolt said something to you that some people might think was sweet, but also a little hard hitting, right? He gave you like a a time limit and he gave you kind of an ultimatum and he spelled out some choices and he gave you a little bit of tough love, but it was clearly love. And I think that that is something that touches on the whole theme of this episode as we've gone, like we've defined discipleship. We've talked about like, how do you even get in it? But then once you're in it, or even when you're still just desiring it, but you're not in it yet, We do live in a highly emotional, easily triggered, easily, uh, you know, walled up, defenseful, defensive world. Sure. Oh, yeah. And so we grow up. I mean, even if you grow up in the church, a lot of people, they might be coming to Christ in their like 20s, 30s, you know, later. But, you know, a lot of us have established from culture A lot of guards and defenses, and I don't want to go there and know this is an untouchable area of my life. And, you know, who are you to tell me? And, you know, a lot of things we've heard. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that in your story as like a highlight, the thing that really kind of your very first launching point was someone giving you something that a lot of people might be offended by, thrown off by, be like, this person's way too intense by, you know, like that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, what have like, how have you, you know, kind of grown, like, have there been times that it was hard to take what was dealt? Um, but then also just like, how have you kind of grown into accepting the wisdom when it comes sure. you know when of when of course you've determined okay this is wisdom this is not just kooky. Yeah. this is like something i need to accept
0: yeah no great question um maybe maybe first to say with that particular situation this is a a grown man with a family uh, a wife and you know his own life going on and he just takes in this 23 year old Like not sure what he wants to do with life now that his dreams didn't work out, you know, kind of situation. And those 30 days to me were like were like a reprieve. It was like so I was so fortunate to have that. And so that's how I was viewing the whole thing. And whenever he said that to me, Mm -hmm. he didn't just say it and leave it there every night. Like this guy, this guy wakes up four or five in the morning, uh, owns his own business, goes out, does his plumbing work and comes back. Dead tired, dog tired. And he would sit down on the couch. He would call me upstairs if I was in the basement. He goes, Let's talk. And we would, we would talk like every night. I would ask him so many questions about Bible college. I was, I would ask him, you know, like he had been to Africa previously too. And I I would ask him about his trips there. And like he, he was relentless in such a positive way, in such a way that you knew he cared about you. And that, that really, that really grounded me initially. Mm-hmm. uh whenever i came yeah. and then to be perfectly honest some of the biggest learning moments i think any of us have as believers are when we find that the lord is somehow correcting us uh there's this uh there's this passage that i cling to in hebrews chapter 12 uh it's like verse yeah it's verses 10 verses 9 10 and 11 it says uh hebrews 12:9 furthermore we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily, for a few days, chastened us after their own pleasure, but He, for our profit, that we might be partakers of His holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So. Uh, in the harder moments of my walk, in the in the more embarrassing moments, in like the shame-filled moments, it's like God comes to you and he corrects you, but he picks you back up as he corrects you. He puts you on a solid rock and he says, I'm doing this so that you can be a partaker of my holiness. I'm doing this so that you can yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness in your life moving forward with others, with those people around you. and uh, mm-hmm. And that's invaluable. That's just like, Top tier, like God, God, you know that God cares for you when He corrects you, the Bible says. Proverbs 3,
2: Hebrews 12. That's, that's amazing because that rolls you right into like Proverbs 12 where it says, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. And it's like, wait, you, you sit there sometimes and you're like, Wait, I, what? what is this knowledge right and you just broke it down in hebrews it's like it but but he who hates reproof is stupid I love um, that. I, of course heart. i love those verses i love i love proverbs you know proverbs <laughs> is one of those cuz i like correction too before those same purposes yeah. i like correction for the the reasoning that as he corrects me he's bringing me forward he he's not pushing me backwards he's bringing me forward and i think a lot of people misunderstand that with people mm-hmm. like the guy who's sitting on the couch, Pastor Warren, you know, he's like, he's, he's investing this time into this young man because he has been invested. Mm-hmm. in. It. See, it's kind of like a, a pass down. It's not like, it's not like him on his own, his own power or his own strength. It's because Christ has invested in him or somebody else through Christ has invested in him. It's kind of this beautiful pattern of passing on so that there's an uplifting in the, in the body of Christ or in the person that's actually going through the discipleship.
1: Yeah, you're you're witnessing this guy who's just devoted. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's devoted to his family. He was devoted to you, and you're willing to sit there, and that allowed you to kind of take your next step. You go out, and then you're learning to cling to the word that says that it's not always going to be easy to hear this, but you're coming into it. Um, you're coming in. You're leaning in anyway because you know that there's another side to this, and it makes me think of something God just put. In my mind, a realization that I had today—both it's going to benefit my own walk and the life of our family—but also, funny enough, it's going to impact this episode because I was talking to Shay. Our daughter went to swim class, and she wanted to. Um, she didn't want to. She didn't want to go this morning or last night, like to the point of tears. And Shay said, "I was almost about to cave this morning. I'm so glad I didn't because it was her best day swimming ever. Wow. She did better than ever." But I was really tough and I was telling Sham like, yeah, I'm really tough on quitting. And then I realized in that moment why I'm so tough on her when she wants to quit, because I realized I told him when I was growing up, I was allowed to quit. Mm. I had so much anxiety when I failed. Right. When I didn't get it right instantly, when I just didn't know what to do from the jump, I got so much anxiety from it that I would beg to quit when I got my first correction. I, I quit advanced drawing classes that I was the second youngest to ever be admitted to because I got too many red lines on my cat drawing when I got it back. Mm. You know, I quit the newspaper in school, even though I was a great writer, because I was too scared to interview someone that I was nervous around, you know, like over and over growing up, I just quit when things got like anxious. Right. And I think that what you just said speaks to that as well. For those who are going into discipleship, don't quit and that's one of the beautiful things of the person who is kind of taking you under their wing for a time or for you know a a longer season because they are one of the jobs like to encourage them rather than nitpick but still correct and that's what God's doing he's 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 correcting but also throwing all these encouragements so that quitting is a lot less likely to happen Mm.
2: I'm going to throw that verse from uh, Hebrews 12 yeah. <laughs> real quick because as I'm reading through this. Yeah. Uh, hello. hello, uh, I'm a studier too. I like 12, 12, 12, where it says, therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Yes. That is that is what we're talking about here. It's like yeah. it's amazing. It's like, hold up. whoo, come on. This is what God's doing. Mm -hmm. So God is using people, his extensions of his kingdom Mm -hmm. to walk in people's lives. So then, okay, so you're in this house, you make this choice. You got six months, right? You know, you're on this like, well, was that in your head when you left? Like I got six months and then I'll I'll make a decision. Or was it like, I'm just going to go?
0: Well, whenever I left to go, craziest thing happened. I totaled my car, no other accidents involved, no, no other vehicles involved whatsoever So like, I just felt like everything was against me going right, right from the get go. Mm. But the moment I sat down in the first class, like, I I don't know if I was thinking the six months thing or how many years I would do it. But as soon as I sat down in the first class, I was like, oh, okay, God wants me here. Like he's, Mm. he's speaking right now. And this is, this is where I need to be. So, so even if I was thinking like, like I was taking pastor Doug's uh, question and just like running with it. Right. But. Uh, but as soon as I sat down, I was like, "I'm in this till till I graduate. Like, I just have to do this."
2: And how awesome is that? In that four years, right? Yeah. And probably in that four years, you've is probably when you hit Ireland, Hungary, <laughs> Zambia, yeah. Malawi, right? Yeah. Look, not only did you go to school, but you traveled the world, yes. <laughs> and you got to share this message that was was lifting you up. So how did how did discipleship? We'll get to you discipling down in a minute. You being discipled in in college, how did that work itself out? Was it more through the church? Did it turn out the way you wanted it to be or how you thought it would be? Or was it completely different? Great question. Um, I'd say
0: Pastor Doug up in Marlboro was probably the first person I ever considered to be someone who discipled me. And then when I got here, uh, I think I went through, you know, three and a half, four years of Bible college with you know, tons of questions, tons of different teachers, tons of different perspectives. Never really feeling like I was under one specifically, uh, but just knowing that all of these men have gone before me. All of these men. I think it says First uh, Peter chapter five, and verse five. It says, uh, "You younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility." or God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. I was just there to, to receive anything they had to say in any given situation, even the things I didn't necessarily like or agree with. I was still like, okay, God, what do you have for me? And then, uh, as I was getting ready to go uh, to Malawi for like a, a little longer of a trip, maybe four four months, uh, I was like a whole college semester and I would go and teach a class there and be part of the church, uh, the, the multiple churches they had there and, and building them up. Um, I just I met I met a a guy by the name of John Nielsen and he's the he's the caretaker of the grounds at Greater Grace World Outreach. And this man is a diamond in the rough. Like he took me under his wing. He helped me raise money for the trip. He took me into his department. I was like cleaning toilets and mopping floors and all the stuff that like you're like, oh, I hope I never have to do that stuff again. And I was doing it every day. (laughs) And every day he would sit, with me for like an hour, two hours. And we would just chop it up over the Bible. And he would like, he would say, what's, what's bugging you? What's, you know, you seem down today. What's going on? Is it your girlfriend who, who is now my wife? Is it this thing? Is it that? And he would have such words of wisdom for all of those things that, that I was just so thankful. God, God gave me like another man, you know, like another disciple, uh, another alert
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so you were going, you had this amazing, I, don't, I guess discipler is the word, yeah. right? Is that the official term, a discipler? What is or is that? it like was it someone, someone who took you under their wing? I don't really know what the word is for them. Yeah. Um, but you had somebody who invested, who paid attention. You were available. These are key terms that keep coming up in this season because they're really at the heart mm-hmm. of all of this. And so you know, going back to you know, how, what have you learned about learning throughout this process because, you know, looking at your whole life or your whole, you know, Christian walk since you kind of went to Bible college, you know, you've been in classes, you've gleaned from many people. You've also poured into others. You've been in other areas of the world where people might, you know, learn differently, explain or receive differently. And then now you're in a role at the Bible college where your job is to help and oversee and ensure a spiritual learning environment. So I didn't want to like, like escape the interview without asking, you know, like what are some of the key things you've learned about learning and how to learn that benefit anyone at all, you know, that's in the Christian walk. Sure.
0: Um, I think one of the first things that, that I cling to, or that I, I think about is actually one of the characteristics of God. And that's that he is not a respecter of persons. Uh, and that is so vital to our understanding as learners because it's really easy for us to like connect with someone that we have personality rapport with, or connect with someone who has, you know, like minded ideas or interests or hobbies, or, you know, we, we could see ourselves, uh, it, you know, in their lives in some way in the future. Uh, and that, that is like, that is such, uh, a tactic of the devil to get you to not hear what so many different portions from the body have for you uh on a on a regular basis. So like there's this verse in James chapter one, verse 21, and it says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. It's not about you know the, the guys you connect with, the ladies you don't connect with. It's about the word being the center of the conversation. Mm. And when the words, the center of the conversation, then like God is coming through. It says in first John two, like we don't need men to teach us. We have the Holy spirit to teach us. But why is that? Because men are faithful to share the word of God. So when the word of God is being preached, being presented, being taught, and we are in a position to receive it, we just have to like throw all of our ideas out of the way for just, for just a minute, like clear our minds and and receive it says receive with meekness being grafted word and it's able to save our souls. It, it's able uh, the Holy Spirit's able to bring it back to remembrance John 14:26, the moment that he needs to teach us with it, you know So it's just about being available to the word and not uh, not being a respecter of persons as to who's giving it.
2: I think that's amazing because like one of the verses that was coming to my mind for this episode is Matthew 5:14. Uh, First portion of that It says you are the light Of the world It doesn't say You're the light Of your community Your friend group Your whatever It says you're the light Of the world Which means that is Exactly what we're portraying Is this Is this unified front when we're centered on 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 his belief and on his word, right. um, and I love hearing that because like no, not a respecter of persons, <laughs> that that would drive some people away. What I ain't respected? What no? <laughs> but that's like the that's like the first key to like understanding in this humility, that how prideful we are. Number one, yeah, like we're, we're just super prideful to that we couldn't even receive that. Like wait, not a respecter of persons. No. Nah, like he's he's, he's looking at not. you like <laughs> uh, you're like everyone else, you know, but. <laughs> (laughs) But but it just amazes me that like these verses that pop out all the time like that, you know, it's like it's a it's a generalization of our position on how we're supposed to proceed. And when I say that, it's not saying that we don't have a specific point and we don't have the specific whatever, but like it it shouldn't matter who I'm talking with. And that's been my kind of my experience in this whole walk. Of course, I'm we we are fortunate because it's amazing to see the humility of our Mm -hmm. church. Um, especially when you look at how many people go through the Bible college and how many come out of it as pastors in that sense. And you know what? They're running, though. They're not just sitting pastors, but they're moving all the time. And so I don't, I don't know how on a Sunday night, sitting in a Greater Grace World outreach, uh, 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 what do you call sermon. it? Service. Uh, sermon, service. There we go. <laughs> how many people around me are like humbly just sitting there? Yeah. As pastors. Now they go travel the world, they go do their thing, but it's like, it brings, and how many diverse, the diverse people that are there. When Mm -hmm. I say that, different walks of life, a plumber to, to even like Pastor Brent, an ex-baseball player, or you, an ex-baseball player, or like all these different people come, a tree cutter or a doctor or, and it's just amazing to watch all these people that would normally like kind of maybe not even cross paths, Mm -hmm. cross paths under that sensuality.
1: Right. And be united over the Bible being at the center. I think that that's, that's huge. Um, And I I know that you, you kind of touched on this earlier, but starting to dive in, you know, as we're kind of, as the episodes kind of waning up, like what, as far as now you've been a administrator for about how long?
0: Uh, They brought me on as the assistant director uh, in February of 2021. So, two years and, and counting. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. yeah. So in that time, you know, now you are, and I, I want to bring this in because it's a factor for so many. Even if we don't say it, even if it's not kosher to say it's a factor, you're younger than a lot of the people that, you know, are teaching. Um, that doesn't Technically, that doesn't matter. But, you know, put it out there because people, not like, a for age... Of
0: persons. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, God's not an expector of persons.
1: But I want to throw that out there just because people sometimes use age as an excuse sure. to dismiss, avoid, you know, skirt responsibility, all that stuff. Um, but, but also, more importantly than that, you're now in this role where pouring into others is kind of not only a given because you have a heart to pour into others because you have the Holy Spirit, but also it's a given of your job. Yeah. You know? Um, so you clearly have a lot of experience doing it like what have you learned about you know from that portion in the last couple years what have you gleaned from this role and this part the season of your life as far as you know kind of looking to those that might be looking to you for answers for guidance for encouragement
0: yeah uh so Philippe Siraji my predecessor the director uh right before me he he turned MBCNS upside down and he he knocked out a wall and put in an office front and center of the of of our hallway where our classrooms are. And he left his door open twenty-four seven. So anytime students were on campus and they walked by, uh, he could, you know, touch base with them. He could say hi. They could know that he was available for them. They would see his door open, they would see him at his desk, and they would know that he could be approached. And that like that one thing has stuck with me ever since I saw that. Like I was I was still a, a sophomore in Bible college whenever he came. And so that's been my policy ever since I took over the position. Uh, I leave the door open as much as possible unless I'm having a sensitive meeting, unless I it's like crunch time and I have to like get a few emails out or get some communication across the board. Uh, and just having the door open is a huge step in inviting people in like like that's what discipleship is you are inviting someone into your space your time your life your circumstances everything you're making it available to them so that they can connect with you on just like a regular human personal level but then when you bring the word of god into whatever the conversation is and the situation is then it takes on a life of its own and god like has freedom the holy spirit has freedom to move in there it says in isaiah 55 like uh, whenever he sends out his word, uh, it does not return void. So like whenever, whenever the word is given, whether it's from the student to me or from me to the student, it's like God has a purpose for those words spoken. And it all starts with like having the door open and making yourself available. So that was like, that was a huge thing I learned uh, very early on uh, with Philippe.
2: Man, you know, speaking of Philippe, <laughs> he's on our last season, shout, but out. shout nice. out, shout out, Um he didn't just tear down a physical wall. <laughs> Philippe Siraji has a way of tearing down spiritual walls, mm-hmm. walls, strongholds, all, strongholds, all <laughs> kinds of things. Um, and, and I like what you're saying. He's, he tore down this wall and, and people might sit there and say, Oh, you know, another pastor, uh, he's one of the ones who has said, no, I don't need that mm-hmm. title. <laughs> and he, and he stands by it. Cause I know I got, Man, I don't know how many times I called him Pastor, Pastor Philippe. Pastor and then finally when he's like, dude, I'm not, Stop. like, he stopped, but, yeah. but but he, see, it doesn't take that. It takes someone who loves the Lord yeah. is what I'm getting at. You love the Lord, whether you have the pastor title or not, or whatever you've done in your education, even you have the Lord education just brought you closer because you're studying the word of God. Um, and so what I like and what I'm hearing is that you've taken on a principle that you were, that you saw. Mm-hmm of including people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is another thing that we theme that we were coming across in this season is, is making our time available. In other words, opening up our calendar. Yeah. Um, you know, not changing our calendars, but opening our calendars. And how has that worked for you? Because we've talked about it a little bit and, and we know it happens. And how is that working for you with time management with, with getting, you know, the, the <laughs> cause I mean, it, it, it plays a you know, role. You have a young family. Yeah, and You got a young family.
1: So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm learning more and more about that every single
0: day. Uh, we have a four month old now, a little boy, as well as our two year old daughter. Our two year old daughter just started like um, preschool, and. And so our like I'm all over the place. I'm down here on campus and then I'm back at home because my wife works from home and she she has commitments that she has to take care of. And one of us has to be watching the kids at some point and making sure that, you know, they're surviving and everything's OK. <laughs> and at the same time, I have to be like available to our students who are struggling, who have questions, who who may maybe the only time I get to see a student is uh, is on is on their terms and in their Whatever they're doing, like, like, uh, we have a barber as a student, and the only time sometimes I can talk to him outside of class is like, I gotta go get a haircut to make sure that, like, we can have a conversation. You know what I mean? So it's all about like finding these little, just these little pockets of time to go and initiate to someone or to say, hey, uh, I got nothing going on today. Who wants to meet uh, in classroom two or at my office to to learn what what a Strong's Concordance does or how we can use that uh, to help us study and, and get deeper into the work?
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So as we wrap up, shout out to episode 138. That's where Philippe Siraji's episode <laughs> nice. is so you can easily find it. Um, but also, you know, you're not, you have all of this knowledge, you have all this um, access to these amazing resources at S. So we'll definitely add that in the show notes so that people have access to, you know, learn more about the Bible College and the books that are available that you and other pastors and writers at GGWO have done. But is there anything specific as far as reaching you, connecting with you personally? Is there anything that you want to share?
0: Um. I'm an email away at all times. Uh mgarrett at mbcs.edu or mgarrett at ggwo.org or any of the other 20 different email domains I think we have here on <laughs> campus. Uh if you type in if you can spell my last name, G-E-H-R-E-T, you can you can get a hold of me. Uh we are we are in our office on a daily basis at the Bible College. You can call us, the phone number's posted on our website. We are always open to students who are interested in figuring out more about our college, our little, our little hallway, our little niche uh, school where we are just dealing the with the Bible 24-7. Like you go through a four-year program at our school, you're getting two times through the entire Bible throughout the different course offerings. So that's mm-hmm. what we're committed to. That's what we want people to to get a hold of. We believe like these verses, like faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We believe that all scripture is inspired uh, and profitable for such things as teaching, correction, uh, all restoration, all of these different things. We believe... Uh, what Christ says to us about, about building up the church, you know, through the word, speaking the truth in love, Ephesians 4, 15. And if you want to be a part of that in any way, please, please reach out to us.
2: Amen. Yeah. Amen love it.
1: Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, this has been another amazing episode. Thank you so much, Matt. Pastor Matt for yes. being here. <laughs> Thank um, you for And drop in some knowledge bombs about knowledge and how to get <laughs> it. Um, so if anybody wants to know all of the verses that got laid down and all these awesome resources and links and stuff, you know where to go. Thepantrypodcast.com. And as well, you can help support the show so that we can put out more awesome content and just keep it rolling at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast. So until next time. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.